Hey there, pitches. Welcome back to Pit Slapped. My name is Kaylee Hillier and I've been a fan of Pitch Perfect since we discovered that Jessica and Ashley have been there literally the whole time. Amazing. And that leads me in very nicely into what's happening in today's episode, because of course we are delving into the ship that is none other than Jessica and Ashley. Jessly. One of the lesser kind of known ships or the sort of lesser appreciated ships maybe and I discovered there's like a, just a whole like fandom and group that really support Jessica and Ashley and I think we can agree as a fandom especially that they are just kind of accepted as being together they they are the the couple that out of all of the pitch perfect fandom they're always together like you always see them together everything happens and so I think it's just generally accepted that Jessica and Ashley are a thing and I really want to get to know this ship better than I do and who better than a huge Jessly fan and so very excited to delve into that I've also got some fan fiction highlights for you this week but of course we need to start with our actor news Taking a look at our act news this week, Brittany Snow was recently on the Forbes Books Radio on the show Uncertain Times, and they were talking about September Letters. So it's great to see the initiative that is September Letters kind of continuing to take on a life of its own and continue to like get out there and really just keep pushing the project and. Obviously, I don't know what the future for September Letters has, but I've really appreciated following them on Instagram and getting all the uplifting quotes and messages that people are sending in. And I've heard little inklings that maybe there's like a, a plan in the future, whether it's a book or something. So I am excited to see how this is all going to roll out and just to see the project that Brittany has put so much focus in and to try and help so many people really kind of move forward. Elsewhere, Hannah Mae Lee is getting ready for the release of Ultra City Smiths. That is out this week and she is playing Christina. This is like the stop motion animated series. It looks so totally bizarre, but also very intriguing. So who knows? I have no idea. But she's always in some like bizarre projects, so who knows with Hannah Mae Lee. In other news, Falula Borg is now in uh, full-on press junkie mode for the release of Suicide Squad. And he was recently on the King Cast podcast, which is all about Stephen King, talking about Stephen King's adaptation of Carrie as they promote the new Suicide Squad movie. So... I don't know how he ended up on there, but that's what he's been doing. A little bit of a weird connection, but why not? And finally, last Friday, Ben Platt released Happy To Be Sad, his new single, and that came with a video as well. And he also released the tracklist for his up and coming album, which is out on the 13th of August. It is coming so soon. I'm so excited. And if you haven't heard Happy To Be Sad, it is such a great song. Like, seriously, I, I've just be, I've been listening to it so much. And uh, it's just like 
happy but also like a sad song at the same time of course it's in the name everything's in the name but oh yeah it's like living out a long distance relationship and i'm like i feel you ben so good those are our highlights for this week i have got some uh, fan fiction highlights to go through a little bit later on where we'll be looking at a very cute little roommate story also a little bit of a uh, different story where we get some connections to the actresses movies in a little one shot and becca's just needing to let out her feelings but before that we're going to get into the world of jessley okay so i am well excited today because i feel like this is a ship that we all agree exists like out of all of the characters this one is the most solid ship is probably the one that in the films is the most established couple and yet we just don't always think of them or they're often forgotten i don't know what it is about them but this just seems to be the curse that they have i'm talking about jessley <laughs> jessica and ashley i mean i love them but you know everybody even the bellas forget which one is which so i needed to get a Jessly expert on with me today to delve into the ship that is Jessly. And I'm very, very excited that Nelly has joined me, who is AKA apparently the Jessly captain. Hi, Nelly. Well, I was at one point. I haven't been very good recently. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today and like delving into the world of Jessly. It's my pleasure. I get to do this for fun now because all my friends are always telling me to shut up about it. So I actually have a space. <laughs> Why would they do that? Come on. Because I just, any time you watch Pitch Perfect, I'm like, oh, by the way, fun fact, did you know? I'm like, oh, Nelly, no, just let me watch the film. <laughs> I would love that. We, we just need like a, a Pitch Perfect watch through with fun facts. Oh my gosh, we need the whole fandom together. Imagine that. <laughs> that would be chaotic. It, yeah, it would uh, it would be bedlam, but I would be all here for it. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I uh, I think is quite interesting. I was doing a little bit of research to prepare for our conversation today, and mm. like we often forget about Jessly. Like I don't know what it is about them. Whether they are just so well established that people just kind of assume that's it or whatever, but they're established enough that they made it onto the Urban Dictionary. Oh my gosh, I know who put them on there. <laughs> <laughs> that was, uh, oh gosh, that was someone who's in the fandom a long time ago. But yeah, no, I was, uh, <laughs> they were in my, my Jesse group chat back in 2018. And uh, yeah, I was there the night they put it on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> I think that says a lot. Come on. It literally <laughs> says on the Urban Dictionary, if you didn't know about Jesse, it says the ship name for the Pitch Perfect movie franchise characters Jessica Smith and Ashley Jones, who have literally been there the whole time. <laughs> Brilliant, isn't it? So good. We're going to be delving into Jess Lee today, which is the two characters. We've got Jessica Smith and Ashley Jones that make up this ship. So just to kind of pull it right back for you, when did you first see Pitch Perfect? So, um... 
I didn't watch Pitch Perfect for a very long time. I was never one of those people who watched a lot of films, like even like the, the classics at the time. It took me years to watch Mean Girls and Bridesmaids and films like that. So I was completely behind. And I started a new school. And one of the first things one of the, my new friends to- told me was I had to watch Pitch Perfect. So I wouldn't be here today if it weren't for that one friend. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And it just so happened that my school has like this streaming thing online where they put on like lectures and documentaries and such. Uh, and they also happened to have some movies and they had Pitch Perfect on there. So I thought, oh, well, I'll just I'll give it a watch one evening. Was hooked. I watched it, I think, every night that week and then some. I, gosh, it changed my life, quite literally. And then I, I was scrambling to find the second movie. I, I didn't have Netflix. It was on Netflix. I was, I was going crazy. Went down to the local corner shop trying to find a, a copy of the DVD. And yeah, it just really hooked me from the beginning. I don't know if it was just the women. <laughs> the fact that it was just women. Or I guess also just the fact that the cast are all friends. I think it really came through. Um, you can see it. The way that they, they love performing together. They love just being together, um, acting together, and it just makes it really enjoyable to watch. So, yeah, that's when I first watched Pitch Perfect. (laughs) I love the fact that you said, like, literally you watched it one time and that was it. You were... That that was it. It became a hyperfixation instantly. That's amazing. (laughs) That was amazing. And did, did you end up then getting into the fandom kind of from that point? Just It was just like... This is it. Well, I, as you do, you know, you start researching the actresses, you start looking at things, you start going on Instagram and Tumblr and such, looking things up. And uh, I was, uh, there, I was really struggling with my sexuality at the time. And I remember seeing things about the Chloe, thinking, oh gosh, why am I okay with this? Why do I like this? <laughs> like panicking. And I, I, I vividly remember um, reading Jekka fan fiction to cleanse myself, <laughs> which is very embarrassing to think about now. But yeah, I did get into the fandom a couple months afterwards, really. I kind of observed from the outside for a while, um, just because it seemed so established. And I didn't know how well I'd do just joining in as a random fan. And I didn't really um, start thinking about Jessie for a while after either. I liked how active the fandom was. I'd just come out of another fandom that completely died. So I did want to join, but I was just a bit scared at the beginning. I'm very glad that I did join. I'm very glad that I did. I don't know what everybody else's experiences are like kind of getting into the fandom, but I kind of found that when you first discovered that there was such stuff out there and that that there was such a community out there, I remember kind of, and this is probably like 2018, 19, Mm. just kind of being like, oh, like, I'm just going to lurk for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Everybody seems like, you know, they know each other and it's a whole thing. That is exactly how I felt. Yeah, it's so weird. And then, like, now that you kind of get over that fence, you're like, oh, this is great. Why did I do this earlier? Like, <laughs> That is exactly what happened with me. It is yeah. really cool, though. Like, you mentioned the fact that you can see the cast and you can see how much they seem to enjoy being in them. And also just, like, the sisterhood that they had built up outside mm. of the films as well as in the films. And then how much you get out of that as a fan and mm. like you mentioned for you, it was then delving into like the Chloe and, and discovering more things about yourself or whatever mm. it was. I know for me, that was like a big thing as well. And just 
kind of having this safe space where you can delve into these things and it's crazy that it's come literally from a movie about singing a cappella. <laughs> <laughs> you'd never have guessed, you'd never have guessed. But you see, but you, you wouldn't have it any other way. It's like... I don't regret it one bit. No, that's it. <laughs> so from like the movies then, which one is your favourite character? Because uh, I mean, I would have thought this, that's a tough choice. I mean, other than Jessica and Ashley. Okay, but, but see, like, which one? Oh, I have to pick one. <laughs> There's no favouritism here. I can't pick between... Oh, gosh. I didn't do that to them. <laughs> I love the fact that it is Jessica and Ashley that are your favourites. I, I don't know what it is. I just, I love an underdog. And I love the fact they made a joke about it. I mean, the joke got tired, and then we'll talk about that later. But I love the fact that they made a joke of it in the original first movie because I, I remember I don't know if you've watched Victorious but there was a joke in there about the the background characters that just react and they made a joke about it I thought it was really clever and really snarky and I, I just really enjoyed that joke it became my favorite joke of the of the entire franchise um so I don't know what it is but yeah I just I just love a good underdog so for you then when did Jessica and Ashley kind of come to the forefront of your mind because obviously you started off with the movie you kind of as I think as a lot of people do but Chloe is quite a big factor of that that brings a lot of people into the especially the Chloe fandom or Pitch Perfect fandom as a as a whole so these two characters that you know we see seconds of in the movie when did they suddenly become like oh this is the thing I love See, now, th this is funny. This is really funny to think about looking where I am now. But the first time I watched Pitch Perfect, I said that the, the bouncy blonde girl was really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Little did I know. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a great start. And, um, yeah, obviously I, I mentioned about the, the, the joke. And it was, it was a line that uh, Shelley actually improvised. I wish they'd got an, uh, a writing credit for that, actually. Because they, they didn't actually have lines in the original script, I found out. And it was actually yeah. Shelley. Were, they were like, oh, go on, girls, you can have a line, make something up. <laughs> so they actually made it the, like, we've yeah. literally been here the whole time. Yeah. Aubrey, really, and then we've literally been here the whole time, were just made up by Kelly and Shelley. That's amazing. Yeah, because imagine if they hadn't had that line, I probably wouldn't have even noticed they were there, to be honest. I know. But yeah, I, I love the fact that they incorporated all the banners. It wasn't just like one or two, like each of them had at least a moment. <laughs> a moment. They deserved a little bit more. But uh, no, at least they did get a moment. Um, I didn't I didn't properly get into Jess Lee until a couple of months after I watched the first and second movies because I was I was going through the actress, actress Instagrams. I was looking through Britney Snows. I saw that she was best friends with Kelly. I thought that was really cute. So I went onto Kelly's Instagram and I found Shelly's and found that they were, they were friends as well. I thought that was really sweet. And then I was just thinking about it. And I was like, their characters are always together. And their names are Kelly and Shelly, like a duo. And it sort of just clicked. I'm not really sure what happened, but it just made really so much sense. Jessica and Ashley were were a couple, and then next thing you know, I'm looking at fanfic and, and gift sets on Tumblr, and I'm just completely absorbed. <laughs> Suddenly, Jessly was what was on the brain. It just kind of it just happened. I remember walking around Sainsbury's, and I just thought of like a really good one shot idea about like it was at Christmas time, and I was like, oh, that'd be really cute, Jessly at Christmas. That's so sweet. <laughs> I think that's the thing, though, with Justly, out of all of the 
couples or ships that are in the fandom, that's the one that nobody questions. Like, yeah, because it's, it's obvious. Yeah, it's 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 <laughs> from what from those snippets that you get from all of the movies. It's like you said, they're always together. It's a whole thing. And yeah. it just works. Well, they're holding hands half the time. I mean, there's no <laughs> heterosexual explanation for that. Even in like the side, you know, just like when they're in the background or whatever, they're just always hmm. together. Yeah. Or just always holding each other in some way. Very gay. <laughs> so you got into the Jassy fandom. Is it difficult getting into a ship that's not as big? Because it's not a huge ship. I'm surprised that it doesn't get more attention. Yeah, no, I, I definitely know what you mean. And I think it is difficult in a way that you don't get a lot of content. And when you do, it's just like breadcrumbs. Um, but I think in a way that kind of is an advantage because it allows for so much creative freedom as a fandom. Like you can, you get a sense of Jessica and Ashley's personalities in the movie. Like, you know, Jessica's bubbly, you know, Ashley's a bit more sarcastic. You can, you can tell there's a difference between the two of them. Um, but from that, you can really build your own backstory. You can write your own head cannons and you can, you know, make up what they're saying behind everyone's back in the Bella rehearsals when no one notices them. And um, I think that's a really fun part of shipping Jessly. Um, but it is, it can be kind of difficult because, yeah, as you say, it's a smaller fandom. It's not Bacoey. It's not Strawberry. It doesn't get a lot of attention. Um, and, and there are fans and the, sh and the ship has had its moments. Like the Jesse fandom was really active just after Pitch Perfect 3, I remember. Uh, and there's like, a, there's a small new wave of youngsters coming in right now, I think on like Instagram and, and such, but uh, it's still pretty small. And it means that it's like, it's up to you to make those video edits. It's up to you to write that fan fiction. You can't just, it's not a, a fandom where you can just sit back and enjoy everyone's work. You've got to put the effort in, which I'm happy to do. And I have been happy to do the past couple of years. Um, but it, I guess, yeah, it can be quite difficult to get into it when there's not a lot of content. You've got to, sometimes you've got to really search for stuff as well. Like you search up the Curry fan fiction, there's like a, a thousand results. You search up Jesse, there's like maybe like 60 and you've got to go really far back to find some good ones. But I guess it, it isn't as difficult as some ships just because I think we briefly mentioned this, but Kelly and Shelley are just so supportive of it. Um, like they, they always have been and that makes it really easy to ship them because you know that the actors are behind it. I love that though. I think it's amazing that they have been so kind of behind their little mm. ship that was was kind of created, especially like they didn't necessarily have lines at the beginning. They didn't even know that this was going to go on to do other movies or whatever and that their their sort of two characters were going to just stay together throughout the whole thing. And it just kind of went that way. Kelly and Shelley are so talented they don't even need lines to create a whole relationship in a film. That is so true. <laughs> I think also what's lovely about the Jesse fandom is it does seem to be quite a community. You've, you've kind of built this thing where, yeah, it's just kind of become its own little hub. Yes, because it's smaller, you can fit all, everyone in one group chat. <laughs> so you do become pretty close to the people who do ship Jesse. And people have come and gone. There's been some sad goodbyes just because life, it happens in every fandom, you know, people move on. Um, but I'm very excited there are new people coming through and I, uh, I don't know where I'll be in you know, five years time whether I'll still be on Twitter or not <laughs> still be uh, uh, riding the, the Jessie train but no I, I'm, I'm confident that it will continue I'm confident as long as people keep watching the movies I am sure that they will continue to come through mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we okay. should also just like not grow up 
just oh, yeah just stay there it's fine if you enjoy it yeah no, don't let life take over i was gonna say i'm going to uni soon uh, i might you know grow up when i go there but then i realized that the uni i'm going to has an acapella group that has won the uk championship three times in a row so i'm like ah i could be living my pitch perfect dream pretty soon <laughs> yeah i mean if if you uh, if you have any tips my cousin was in one and they went to the iccas and did the whole oh my gosh whole thing yeah she was in the aqua aqua yeah 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 i'm going to bath are you going to bath <laughs> i could put a good word in for you then if you <laughs> yay please do <laughs> I had her no. on the podcast. She was talking about how they go to retreats and no. do the whole thing. <laughs> well, no, okay, I'm auditioning. Do First it. First thing I'm going to get there. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's, that's, that's amazing. That's such a weird connection. <laughs> <laughs> so, with Justly, then, where did it start life? Mm. Do you mm. kind of have any idea of that? Well, I believe the first ever mention of Jessly as a ship came from Kelly Jekyll herself. I think it was uh, I think it was about 2013, 2014, before I was in the fandom. But a fan on Twitter asked her, um, do you ship the Chloe and would you like to see them become a couple in the second movie? And she said, yes, or Jessly. <laughs> so that was like the first time. Uh, I, I, I believe in this anyway that um, it had ever been mentioned. There's a, there's a, there's a couple of fan fictions in 2013. I don't know if they were before or after Kelly mentioned Jesse, but I think the first proper mention of it that I could find was from Kelly. And then just before the release of Pitch Perfect 2, Shelley posted a picture of her and Kelly in the green uh, graduation gowns. And in the caption, she put hashtag Jessly. So I'm, I'm pretty sure it started with them. I, I'm, I'm sure they've got like some sort of, you know, they had a conversation about him, like, we should do this. <laughs> I was going to say, as I was looking into it, I was surprised that there was some really early fan fiction around Justly. And, yeah. and then that was kind of like, oh, wow, like this ship, even from that's before Pitch Perfect 2. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's from the scenes you get in just the one movie that people saw this connection and, and the I acknowledgement from... Kelly, the creativity of people yeah after only one movie where they had like 10 seconds that is crazy good is amazing like you said the the fact that kelly sort of either acknowledged it or or kind of saw that and hooked into like hey you know what we've got a great thing here and gave it a ship name <laughs> or whatever you want to call it like rival but chloe probably yeah maybe maybe <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they were just like, hey, guys, do you realise that people are actually writing stories about our characters? And, uh, oh. and <laughs> you know, suddenly uh, Anna Kendrick and Britney Snow are like, what the heck? Like, <laughs> and uh, a game. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> of course. I mean, how could you not see Jessica and Ashley as a as a mm. little couple from that? I mean, they like you said, just that that small moment. They're always together. They're always just there. And. I mean, we don't even know how much time Kelly and Shelley spent together because that's literally like all they were doing the whole time. <laughs> literally all they, they probably only saw each other for most of the filming. <laughs> probably just like, oh, well, if like, as long as you find one, you'll find the other because they're just like a pair. Exactly. It's, it's the whole thing, yeah. <laughs> the fact that they embrace that though, outside of the movies, I think it's really cool. Like 
we've talked a little bit before about the closeness of the Bellas. Mm. And I think that really feeds into it, the fact that Kelly and Shelley do have a great friendship, that, you know, you do get those little photographic moments or whatever, and it's kind of brought this whole thing alive. Yeah, Shelley used to use the hashtag Jesse all the time after that post, before picture. Really? Anytime I took a selfie with Kelly, even if it was out of character, it will always be hashtag Jesse or hashtag Shakelly at one point. I remember that. That was. <laughs> Why not? I mean, the, they yeah. Love it. They love it. They love it. It doesn't quite roll off the tongue in the same way, but I like yeah. it. <laughs> the names are almost the same. You can't really. It'd have to be the, the surnames. Rachel. Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> love it. That's the thing I think with Jessica and Ashley or Kelly and Shelley is the fact that there's so many little things that just work, like the names. And you're like, oh my word, your names are like the same, but slightly different. We know it is those small little things, like their names being so similar that just makes their ship so funny. And and the fact that, I mean, we know we didn't find out their surnames till later, but the fact that their surnames are Smith and Jones, like two most common surnames out there. It's very funny. And the fact that they're both from a town called Midtown, in two different states. <laughs> Can we just like, I think that's an important thing about Jessica and Ashley that I think make them work so well because they are, the, they're not seen that often in the movies. We get little glimpses of them and these little puzzle pieces that all come together. But one thing that just seems to, I don't know kind of the best way to just describe it, but with Jessica and Ashley, they're almost like Joe Bloggs. It's like the main, like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's just like the mainstream kind of, you know, average Joe, <laughs> um, you know, everything that could be like the most typical surname that you could ever get, the most typical like place that you could live. And it's always so just similar, just like slightly different. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I don't think they're they're average though. I've got I've got some good head cannons which would say otherwise. But um, I like that. I know. I know. I'm giving them some spice <laughs> <laughs> because I can. Because what do we know about them? That's it. I think that's the I thing that it. like they're always painted as this kind of you know even the Bellas can't tell them apart or it's like this whole thing. And I think that feeds into them really well. And I don't know what it's like in the Justy fandom, but it's almost like that's the mask that people kind of see. But there's just like so much more going on that you don't see and I think that's where you can have a lot of fun with them yeah no no exactly I mean there's the only things we know explicitly are like the surnames the date of birth on the passports that we saw in Pitch Perfect 3 but everything else is just implicit like we know we know we can get that Jessica's bubbly and we can you know that she's enthusiastic about everything but like you can you can kind of take things from what you know how she reacts to things that happen in the movies like I can probably guess that she's quite sensitive in the way that she reacts to Aubrey yelling at her you know Ashley's kind of like irritated and she's like oh really yeah she's sad so you can probably guess that she's quite sensitive and you can probably guess she likes physical affection because you know she's always hugging Ashley like that's always a thing and vice versa and you can also probably guess that she's a bit of a scaredy cat because in Pitch Perfect 3 she sells out Ashley on the boat (laughs) (laughs) to be fair that shocked me I was like Jessica I, I'd like to think if it came down to it and Fergus is about to throw Ashley off the boat, she would intervene. I would like to think so. But it did actually hurt me. I think it wasn't as shocking as well, but just because they're always a duo, she'd be so willing to just let Ashley be thrown overboard. 
It was, yeah, that was not a, not a nice moment. But I think a lot of characters about our character in Pitch Perfect 3, I didn't... I mean, the film's right. <laughs> it had its moments, but uh, no, it was... The writing was um, the writing of the characters was different and it didn't really sit well with me. But, um, but yeah, then about, like, Ashley, you can probably guess that she's quite level-headed in comparison to Jessica, probably more witty and sarcastic, you know, where she's like, we've literally been here the whole time and, ah, oh, shit, you know, she's more... She finds the, you know, the sarcasm in situations. Yeah, just more chilled out. But I feel like she's more the more awkward of the two. I can like, see I that. Like, yeah, I feel like socially, she's the one who has no idea what to say. And that's why she ends up, like, in, when Becca's, like, in that bear trap. She goes, I'm Jessica, because she just doesn't know what she wants to say. That actually, like, I love the fact that you have, like, a reason why that happened. Oh, like, gosh. Why I, Ashley I, would... A level student, like, analyse everything. <laughs> But uh, I, I, yeah, I like giving reason to what happens. I mean, I don't think, I don't think, I mean, you could actually compare it to, this is a big, big stretch here. You could compare it to Wuthering Heights when Kathy says the famous line, I am Heathcliff, as in like, they are, they are two souls in one. So maybe, maybe Ashley was saying, I'm Jessica, like I am Heathcliff. <laughs> you know what? Like, I love that. I mean that you've made that moment so much more romantic than I ever <laughs> thought of it before. You're welcome. You're very amazing. Welcome. I also love the fact that with their tiny scenes that they get, they get like one moment where they have some iconic lines. Like mm. Pitch Perfect is quite a quotable movie anyway, and yeah. we've literally been here the whole time. It's such a great line to quote. Oh, it's gosh. just one of those things. It's my archive of our own username, actually. <laughs> but it claimed. <laughs> nice, I like it. It's the same with the, the Pitch Perfect 3 one, where she's just like, don't be stupid. Like, <laughs> See, that's why I can clearly see the difference in the characters, because Jessica's all hopeful, like, did they just say our names? And Ashley's like, don't, don't be stupid. You know, she, she's the more, like, doesn't give a fuck attitude kind of character. I love the fact, though, that... Like clearly you've watched the movies enough to kind of grab those moments. So even when they're not speaking, but they're just around each other to just draw out the body language and things to really connect with these two characters. Yeah. Jesse is all body language pretty much. Like, you know, when they're doing origami together in the hotel in Picture Perfect 3, like they're the only two characters doing an activity together. That's really cute. And, you know, where Ashley almost gets to speak around the, you know, around the fire, when they're around the fire, talking about what they're going to do after Barton, almost gets to speak. And Jessica's face is just so proud. She's just smiling up at Ashley. <laughs> so proud of her girlfriend. And then she gets interrupted by Flat Amy. Yeah, it is a, a lot about body language and a lot about physical contact. Like, oh, there's just so many scenes, like the fight scene in Pitch Perfect 1. They're hugging in the bleachers and then yeah, the campfire scene again, where they're snugging under that blanket and then they're holding hands. In the picture of like two at the very beginning with like the bang bang into the room at the beginning when they're walking into the dean's office they're holding hands there they're holding hands in the casino in picture perfect three they're cuddling under a blanket in picture perfect three at the end when they're saying what they're going to do after the uso tour like it, it, pretty much it, i can list so many moments where there's body language and physical contact it just makes their relationship so obvious I love that though and I love that you've been able to notice all these moments because like that's what makes them such a solid ship like yeah. you don't I mean I'm quite a big the Chloe fan but as much as I love the Chloe you don't even get that much for from the Chloe like that's why my friends hate watching Pitch Perfect with me because we'll be watching it 
and they'll be pointing out the Jessica and Ashley moments in like the corner and they're trying to watch the main bit like look look they're coming look look because I just feel like the average viewer watching it wouldn't notice so I like to try and make sure that everyone notices I like that though I mean that like somebody's got to stand up for Jessica and Ashley absolutely I mean, it's almost like a running joke, but it's gone a bit further than that. The fact that they are this kind of forgotten couple. Not only do the Bellas forget about them, but they also just get skipped a lot. I was looking around uh, online in preparation for talking today, mm. and it must be some of the Jessie fandom kind of highlighting the fact that, like, Jessica and Ashley just don't get included on the posters or whatever yeah. else, and it's like a whole thing. Like everybody just forgets that they're there and yet they're such a solid ship. Like I, I, I understand it, like in a way, because that is the joke, like they're meant to be the forgotten ones. But at the same time, like oh, even the fan fiction writers, they'll be like an alternative universe one about like a zombie apocalypse. The first characters to die are always Jessica and Ashley. And I go into reading it like hoping that they might get some sort of story where they're like survivors <laughs> but it never, never materializes and then i remember you know they, they never make it onto the posters but i got so excited there was that one pitch perfect three poster where they were on at the very ends i was so 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 happy it was it was an amazing moment and then when they finally got to sing something on the on the soundtrack the uh, baby it's cold outside which is a very obviously gay thing oh my gosh they're singing a romantic song to each other my gosh but I remember seeing that on like the the track list when it came out before the CD came out and I was just screaming around my house I was so excited to listen to it <laughs> that's such a good point though because like I don't know how much they all picked up on this fandom ship and and obviously the actresses knew about it and then in the movies they're always together now that song doesn't actually go on to the movie but mm. the fact that they have a duet mm -hmm. together <laughs> and it happens to be baby is cold outside like of all the songs you could do a duet to at christmas they chose that one <laughs> <laughs> again you don't get that with mcclemy no they don't have i mean there's titanium but i mean that's like seconds long this is like a whole song mm -hmm, that's why jessley is just superior no offense <laughs> I mean, if they were going to point at, like, any couple that was, like, they're actually together and all the evidence is literally there, they really built it up for Jasley. Mm-hmm. But after them being forgotten, I have a lot to say about this. I'm very angry. Just because, like, it was a joke. It was a joke at the beginning, right? And it was funny. Yes, they're background characters. Ha, 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 ha. But I thought eventually they would drop that joke and they get a moment to talk. Like, they, they dropped the Lily joke twice technically twice where you know she wasn't quite twice the joke was she's demonic and then she wasn't so i thought i just assume you know third film final film they're, they're sure to give them something to say it'd be really funny for the plot like it would make a lot of sense and then of course i'm disappointed i get nothing i did i i, I thought at least you know in the scene where they are sharing what they're going to do after the uso tour i thought at least they get something to say then because they didn't let them say anything in the campfire scene the movie before I was like, there's no way they're going to see the same thing twice. And they did it twice. <laughs> it's just like, it, they're forgotten because the writers wanted to keep that joke going. And like, you know, the, the background characters no one cares about. But I, I think that is a, a huge mistake. And I feel like the general audience, not just the fandom, would have enjoyed like seeing 
Jessica and Ashley Ashley be recognised, like just having a moment. I think it would have been nice to watch. It's kind of interesting because obviously you have the big Bellas like Becker and and Aubrey and Chloe, but when talking to people, even those who aren't necessarily in fandom, but who love the movies, they all have like a particular banner that they connect with. And it's not always the big ones. It could be like, I mean, a lot of people love Fat Amy who aren't in fandom or whatever. And I think that's one of the things that you kind of love about the the movies is that there's always one that somebody connects with somewhere and they're all different and they all bring something to the table. Like, I would love to know more about Lily and what kind of goes on over there. But, like, I think that's very true is the fact that even Jessica and Ashley, obviously they had these great quotable moments and things like that. But I think people would have loved to have known more about them. You know, even in, even in Pitch Perfect 3 and you get that scene at the beginning where you get to see all of the Bellas yeah. where their lives were at. And the ones you don't get is Jessica and Ashley. And, and like... I, even people who are on the fandom are like, well, what were they doing? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I, people would have liked to have seen it. It's not, I don't know whether the writers thought or Universal thought that no one cares about them at all. Like, people do, people do care. And they, they would. it would have been good to include it. I think it was a big mistake. Yeah, and like, I don't think they appreciate that. I think generally people just love the Bellas and they want to know about these characters and they want to know more about not just Becca and uh, and what they're doing. Because all the characters are so interesting. All of them are so unique. Even Jessica and Ashley have their own personalities, as I've mentioned. So, yeah, they should have... Ugh, I'm just so angry about it. I'm, so, I'm still salty all these years later, but yes, they, they needed more moments. <laughs> We need a spin-off where they just get to see Jessica yes. and Ashley. Oh my gosh, that reminds me of some trailer I made in the iMovie back in 2017 when, oh gosh, I didn't know how to edit. But I made some <laughs> movie trailer for a Jessica and Ashley spin-off and, and, and Shelley was like, oh, let's pitch it to Universal. I really She saw it. Yeah, no, she saw it. She saw it. That's amazing. We want more Jessica and Ashley. We do. So what do you think is keeping the ship alive now then? Because like we've got all of these little moments that kind of have built up this ship and, and obviously the fandom really does keep this alive. Yeah, well, I think a lot of it is the actresses that have kept it alive. I think they, they, they love watching Jessie fan edits. They, they're always open to talking about the ship. I told Kelly in 2019 how much Jessie meant to me. Like, uh, it helped me figure out my sexuality, as did Chloe. I, I, I came out as bisexual after finding, like, discovering Jessie. I'm, I'm now lesbian, but at the time, I thought I was bisexual. And yeah, how it just helped me become more comfortable with it. And she said it meant the world to her. And you could tell how how genuine she was being about that. I think one of the, one of the biggest moments for me as a Jessie, a Jessie fan, what really like made Jessie quite mainstream was when Shelley revealed on the live stream there was supposed to be a Jessie wedding in the third movie. And like the whole fandom went crazy. Like not just the Jessie fans, because it was it kind of added to the upset of the lack of Bukloe in the third movie with the lack of Bukloe, the, the cutting of the Bukloe kiss. And everyone was just like rightfully furious at Universal for cutting it out. And although Shelley did say they were supposed to be sister wives, whether you know, that's the weird practice where two women marry the same man. Uh, Kelly told me last year, she assured me, she was pretty certain that they were meant to marry each other. So I don't know, I don't know which one is correct. I'm hoping for the latter. Because <laughs> that would be a dream, wouldn't it? <laughs> now, I, th- I think actually, 
it would be a very good start of a Pitch Perfect four, if you think about it. Like they need they need a reason to come back together, Jessica and Ashley's wedding, right? But I got a really good idea where they send out the invitations and someone like Becca opens it and just goes, they were dating? It would be really, really funny. I think it would work really well. Just, you know, if Universal, if you're listening at all, or anyone's listening who wants to make the fourth movie. They're out into the universe. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so Kelly and Shelley just love Jessie and they love seeing us root for two char- their two characters. And I've tried keeping Jessie alive. I haven't been very good at it recently but in the past i've written loads of fan fiction i still edits i'm not too good with the fan fiction anymore <laughs> i haven't done jesse fan fiction in a while and i'm rubbish at multi-chapter stories i get so bored i i had one on wattpad of all places gosh it was about, oh, it was about 13 chapters long it did have quite a few about thousand views at one point um but i took it down <laughs> just because it was so embarrassing uh, but i've got a couple of one shots to look but yeah, no, as I said earlier, there's a new load of young people coming through on Instagram and they're huge Jesse fans and they have loads, loads of ideas, loads of headcanons. I feel like a proud parent. <laughs> it's very nice. <laughs> I think that's the thing, like you mentioned, the only way that stays alive is if people are making content and consuming the content, um, you know, and, and as much as like as a creator, you just want to be able to put stuff out there. Sometimes you also want to get, know that people want to see it. So it is like a a juggle of that. And and obviously if you love the ship being willing to kind of put stuff out there, you've got, you know, it is and you've got to be brave enough to do it. Like I know it's like daunting sometimes. I mean, I've I've dabbled in maybe writing fan fiction and I'm like, I can't post that. Gosh. Like <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. I um, read stuff back and I'm like, this is yeah. a load of tosh. <laughs> But I love the fact that like the actresses really are so into the ship as well. And I think that that is great because like you can interact with them as fans and have this kind of mutual just love of Jessly. And and they'll quite happily kind of share moments or they have in the past and and that you can be quite open with them about it. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I think Jessly fans have had an impact on the fandom, not as much as maybe Blackberry has, but... I, I think I've definitely seen Jessica Ashley included in edits a lot more and in fan fictions a lot more. Not always as main characters, but I've seen a lot of McClary fix where Jessica and Ashley are like the second ship, the secondary ship, the uh, like secondary characters where they get quite a few lines in it. So I'm, I'm seeing that a lot more. And I, I think they're becoming more mainstream in the fandom or they have become more mainstream in the fandom. And yeah, Kelly and Shelley, back to them, like they have known about they know about my group chat. I have a I have a group chat called All Shit. I think I mentioned it, maybe possibly. Um, and it's been going since the day Pitch Perfect three came out. Wow. Uh, I know, I know. I I tweet out on after after I watched Pitch Perfect, and I was like, okay, like to join a Jesse group chat because I think a lot of people were just really disgruntled with the lack of the Chloe and just jumping the Jesse train because there was a few subtle Jesse moments in Pitch Perfect three. So at least they didn't ruin that. And yeah, Kelly and Jesse. They both know about that group chat. We, we gave Shelley uh, a scrapbook actually in 2018 because uh, one of the members went to go see her uh, b- performance of Jennifer's Body. So we all got to send messages in a little scrapbook for her. And we just want them to feel loved and appreciated because um, even though they didn't get like a proper chance to like shine in the movies, they're just as valued as any other co- of the cast members. And we love them both to bits. So. <laughs> 
I think it's really nice as well that you can be quite open with them. Like you've mentioned the fact that Jesse means a lot to you personally, for them to be so open that you can share with them and actually let them know that what they did, even if it felt like a small thing that they contributed to the movies or whatever, that they had an impact and and being able to sort of share that back with them must be really special. Yeah, it is. And I just love the fact that they they genuinely do care as well. And they love hearing our stories and they love seeing how much we root for them. I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, and then you can have, yeah, it's just like a lovely exchange between like, I, I suppose the creator in a sense and 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 those who've sort of been able to appreciate what they've done. I love that, just like, you don't always appreciate the impact that you've had, even when you feel like you've only done a small thing. Yeah, and we, we really do want to make sure that they know that we really do appreciate what they've done. Mm. For somebody sort of new coming in, because obviously, like you've mentioned, there's a load of younger people now getting into Pitch Perfect and seeing it. If they wanted to get into Just Lee, where's a good place to start? Oh, a good place to start? Oh, gosh. That's a good question. If they have watched all the moments, they've watched all the films, they're getting into Jesse, they think it's really cute. There's a couple of fan fictions I think they probably should read. I think one of the ones you probably heard of is Jared Middleton on fanfiction.net. That's one of the, I think that's the earliest one. It's such a cute one. It's where Jessica, she really likes this boy called Jared Middleton. He's a dickhead. He keeps getting her to do his homework for him and she becomes overwhelmed with it because all his friends are asking her to do the homework and she's, you know, she's, it's too much for her and Ashley helps her and then they um she doesn't do the work for Jared he tells her to go away and then they have a moment Jessica and Ashley have a moment where Jessica's like oh I just wish I could have been kissed and Ashley's like well <laughs> today's your lucky day that's a very cute one to start off with I think and there's a more angsty one on archive of our own called a lit torch to a wood pile i don't know if you've heard of that one but that one made me cry for ages so if you're looking for something a little bit more sad and there's there's a fluffier one on um AO3, which probably a bit nicer it's called i'll hide and you'll seek a new start and it's like the times when jessica actually first started sharing a bed together like when they first pushed their beds together in their dorm it's, it's very cute it's very cute so i suggest looking at the, the fan fictions and yeah i also suggest following me on twitter <laughs> Follow me at Kelly Jekyll, but the second L in Kelly is a capital I. Clearly, if they want to just kind of get into this new ship, maybe kind of know more about it, just get just hit you up on Twitter. It's yeah, they'll hit me up. I'll I'll do a tour. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll add add you to the group chat actually. If you guys want to be in or ship, we're kind of we're a bit slow at the moment. Not a lot going on, but uh, always looking for new members. And yeah, thank you so much as well for like sharing some fan fiction because, you know, I I was quite impressed. There's about six pages on AO3 of yeah. bits. You have to sort of weed it out of where they're just mentioned, but like mm-hmm. they're sort of they're there. And so like being able to have some good ones to kind of reference to and delve into um, is a great kind of starting point because like fandoms like the chloe you can literally like see the fix that people will reference a lot and be like this is where you need to start or this is what you know experimentation or whatever it is and and you know (laughs) that's where you start with the chloe whereas like jesse is a bit like where on earth am i supposed to start with all of this so like having a few where you know just draws you in and gets you into the ship i think is really really helpful 
Yeah, those fan fictions I mentioned, I, I definitely like. I would say the classics are Jesse. They started me off, so that's a good starting point for everyone else. Yeah, that's it. So obviously we need to go into Jesse headcanons because like I love just hearing what everybody's thoughts are around these characters. I did put some uh, questions up on Tumblr to get people's headcanons of Jesse. I'd love to share a few with you. All right, all right, yeah. Okay, let me get to that. <laughs> a lot of them, I was quite surprised, have this headcanon that they're like childhood friends. Ooh. Let me, yeah, so we've got, we've got Unho- Unholy Helbig on Tumblr said, they're for sure childhood friends and they just stuck together all the way through high school and then into college. And then Inverse Twilight said, I like the idea of them being be- childhood best friends who drifted apart in grade school and then reconnected in college. So, That's uh, very sweet. <laughs> there's like a whole thing of them being like that they've always just like had a connection even when I was looking at the um the fan fiction there's a load of them where they start off in high school yes there is there is yes crazy another one this is from pocket dragon on tumblr said I think the two quietest girls in a group of absolute weirdos find solace in one another in their freshman year I think what started as a friendship quickly and quietly blossomed into something more to the point where it's so natural, nobody really notices. Like they don't intentionally keep it a secret, but when the others see them out on a date or giving a kiss goodbye before class, it's suddenly a huge deal. Once they're out, they are noticed and they finally get a voice. Oh, now that is a nice one. I like that one. That's got me <laughs> That is so good. And then also we've got Rebecca Mitchell on Tumblr shared that one of their headcanons is uh, that Jessly were the fashion designers of the Bellas. Oh, that is an interesting one. Yeah, they they say that there's like a, they have like a whole thing about Jessly, their sort of headcanon for Jessly, and it's that Jessica was the stylist and Ashley studied business and it was going to be like the thing they did. Yeah, I could see that. I can definitely see that because I think Jessica is someone who's very creative and actually someone who's more organised and more, you know, likes the more logical side of things. So I can definitely see that. So, yeah, so like people have thoughts. I'd love to hear some of your thoughts. I love this though because my thoughts are quite different. But that's the great thing about Jessie is that you can have so many different opinions. I know. And they're all valid because no one, no one knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> Like, what about, like, before Barden? Okay, before Barden, I feel like Ashley was, like, a huge nerd. Like, Dungeons and Dragons kind of nerd. And I feel like, sort of like Becca, she didn't maybe hang out with a lot of girls because she felt like she didn't really fit in with them. And I feel like she's definitely an only child, too. Like, the kind where their par- the parents are always away on business trips and stuff like that. She was always left to her own devices and she's always quite quiet. I feel like Jessica wasn't a nerd, but she just didn't understand social interaction, which made making friends very hard. Like, if it's possible to be too friendly, she is. Like, people <laughs> kind of got, like, freaked out by how, like, touchy she is. I have this very specific scenario where this charity worker comes to her door and asks for a donation. And she just goes, I'm sorry, I haven't got any spare change, but I can pay you in a big bear hug and just, like, hugs <laughs> a stranger at her door. I feel like that's something she would definitely do and as someone with ADHD I'm 99% sure she probably has it that's why she's always bouncing (laughs) that makes a lot of sense and I feel like she's a middle child because middle children are always sort of forgotten about 
she's used to feeling left out, which is why her her position in the Bellas initially doesn't really bother her so much because she's sort of used to it. But I like the idea of them knowing each other beforehand. I like that. That's 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 a, that's a good one. But um, I had not considered that. But it's nice to know. I know. <laughs> What about during Barden? Because a lot of people have like headcans that out of all the Bellas, they were probably roommates. Oh, that's my first. Yeah, my first one is they were definitely roommates. And they were roommates. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely roommates. Like that is pretty obvious because they're inseparable. And I feel like over the course of their time at Barden, it just, as someone mentioned in one of the headcans, it just happens so naturally. I feel like they don't even realise it's happening, but they just become closer and closer to the way it's just like, are we a couple? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's fine. I feel like it just sort of, naturally happened i feel like ashley on her first day would be very very nervous because as i said she's never really had like female companionship and she knows she's sharing a room with a girl but jessica like instantly jumps on her when she arrives and like bundles her into a huge hug like welcome her and and ashley never feels nervous again i love that (laughs) because because girls always made ashley feel nervous you know gay panic but also she was kind of felt judged because she really like she fit in but she never got that with jessica because she's just so accepting like naturally and so loving that she just felt comfortable around Jessica and I have some other very specific ones about like the beginning <laughs> of Barden I feel like Ashley is the type of person to not bring many decorations to her dorm she doesn't think it's necessary she likes to keep things very organized um but Jessica literally fills her wall with like pictures and funky frames of stickers and like tape with the pictures of her dog or like her family like everywhere and she probably convinces Ashley to use some of her tape. She's like, oh, no, this is too boring. You need to have this. You need to have this. You have this. And definitely, they definitely take, well, Jessica forces them to take selfies together to stick all over the walls as well. 100%. So, yeah, Jessica's the more messier of the two. And I feel like she does tend to forget about her assignments a little bit. So there's probably a lot of late nights where Ashley has to stay up with her to help her catch up, which she's happy to do because she's a simp. So <laughs> in terms of, like, auditioning for the Bellas, I think either... Ashley wanted to sort of turn over a new leaf and like, you know, try and make some female friends or Jessica just convinced her. Cause I feel like Jessica, like Benji is probably like an avid acapella follower. Like she's got her heart set on joining the Bellas and she hears Ashley singing to herself in their dorm one day and it's like memorized and she insists that Ashley auditions, but Ashley's like, no, 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 I'm too awkward for that. Absolutely not. But Jessica finds a way around it. It's like, oh, I'm gonna audition, but I need moral support. And because Ashley's Ashley's a simp, she's like, okay. And then I bet, I bet like Jessica just pushes her on stage at one point. Because go, 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 do it. <laughs> so proud. I, I feel like Jessica's always very proud of Ashley, even if Ashley's just feeling so insecure of herself. I feel like Jessica's always going to be very, very, very proud of her. But yeah, and then I think later on in their story, when they're in the Bella house, I think they're always like the first up, probably to make breakfast and coffee for everyone else. Ashley, because just she's organised and wants to get up early and get her day ready and that's because she just loves caring for people not they ever get any thanks for it but i don't think they ever ever really expect it and in terms of like what they study i've i've i spent a long time thinking about this business makes a lot of sense for ashley i concur with that i also think maybe something to do with writing i see her maybe doing like english or history I had kind of that she has like a talent for writing and she definitely writes poems for, for Jessica, but half of them she doesn't show her because she's just too embarrassed. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what Jessica was studying, but I feel like she would do something creative. It's kind of interesting because um, when I've ever seen them in fix, it's, it is often Jessica who is doing some, whether it's like 
scrapbooking or arty or she's cooking in the Bella's house because she, I know she gives off this air that she, there is a certain amount of creativity there. A hundred percent. And I feel like maybe after Barden, I feel like she kind of struggles to maybe get a job with what she studied and I have this headcount that she keeps getting fired from jobs because on one occasion she finds like a puppy in the room and she has to go to rescue it and then she's late and she gets fired. And uh, I think she's just a bit of a scatterbrain really. And she struggles to really find her foot and find out what she wants to do. But I feel like in the end, I see her being a teacher, working with children, because I feel like she's the only person that can match their energy. Little kids running around everywhere. I think maybe she'll start with like a nannying job and then realise, wow, this is my calling. And might go back to do like a teaching degree at some point and work in like an elementary school. Being one of those really over-enthusiastic teachers who like runs the choir and stuff. And yeah, I feel like that, that would be her calling. Ashley would maybe start off in like journalism or something. Because I feel like she she thinks with her head more than her heart, whereas Jessica's always telling her to think more with her heart than her head. And it's like, no, you should be a writer. You're so talented. I think I think eventually Ashley doesn't like journalism, goes towards writing, and then becomes like the America's answer to Carol Ann Duffy, writing <laughs> sapphic period novels and poetry and such. Uh, maybe this is just me because I study English, and I maybe see some of myself in Ashley. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I did read a fan fiction once, which I thought was very funny. I don't think this would happen, but it was very funny. Uh, where they're working as extras on movies because they're just so used to reacting to things that are happening and <laughs> not being in the limelight that being an extra on a movie is just the perfect job for them. I love that as like an idea. <laughs> I don't remember what that fan fiction was, unfortunately. It was an archive of our own, but I don't remember. I have to do some digging. I have to find it. <laughs> I will, I will, I'll try and find it again it wasn't just a Jessica and Ashley fan fiction it was all the Bellas okay. afterwards yeah. interesting I, I love the fact that you notice that Jessica's got this kind of nervous energy and she bounces around especially at the beginning of Pitch Perfect 1 and how you've been able to kind of like see that and kind of interpret that into her character and like like you mentioned maybe that carries on into you know after Pitch Perfect to and, and after graduation and, and like how she has this energy about her that like you've then seen that as her kind of maybe being a teacher or something with kids and having that energy with the kids I just thought that's such a good like connection because <laughs> no one else can can match the energy of children only Jessica can <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> going along with headcanons then because like um I love that we've kind of talked about before Barden and obviously during and after, I did ask a few people, like, what would be their questions about Jessly? And we did get a few questions. <laughs> and anonymous <laughs> wanted to know who tops. Ah, oh, okay. Right, 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 right. So I've debated this a lot over my time as a Jessly fan. And I, I say Jessica, right? Because Ashley is low energy and if she were to top she'd be like a soft dom kind of kind of top and i'm sure there are moments where she tries it where jessica's just not feeling it but i feel like jessica just has all the energy in the world and she knows the way she wants to like use it up <laughs> <laughs> i think and you know she likes to give more than receive in general in life i think and because she just likes taking care of people and i think that's translates and like to ashley who she just she's more than happy to pleasure that's not to say that ashley's a pillow princess I think she's just like too unsure of herself sometimes and too insecure but I feel like with a lot of praise and reassurance from Jessica 
I feel like she, she gave back sometimes, but alternatively, I can see Jessica and Ashley as an asexual couple. And I have thought about this quite a bit. It's interesting because somebody brought this up to me when I was asking around for headcanons and somebody said, I really like them as an asexual couple. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I totally can get on board with that. Like I, I read a flick on Tumblr, actually, now you mentioned Tumblr, that um, I can't remember the name of it, but it was it was really cute. They were like looking, looking up the term asexual and like understanding it and be like, yeah, that's us. And I can totally see that. It just depends on how you see them. And I, I'd be happy with either. I like the fact, though, that, like, obviously we don't know, but the fact that because there's so little information that somebody could see that in them and find some sort of connection or visibility because of that. Yeah, no, and my friend, I have a friend called Ashley. Um, they had canon that uh, Jessica is demisexual and that Ashley's actually transgender. And that is fair enough. Like, we don't know. They could that's be, it. and that's fair enough. Like, it's what you see in characters. It's what it's what you connect with, and yeah. So I, I all headcanons are valid with Jessly. I love it. Yeah, I mean, like, and the sort of the top and bottom debate. Obviously, people, you know, it was just oh, a bit. Everyone fun. always kills me for saying Jessica is the top, just because she's innocent. Like, she seems like she's all innocent, bubbly, and sweet. Like, come on. <laughs> we don't want to have another fandom uh, debate about it. It's a bit of fun, but <laughs> put her in a box like that. It, I mean, the way that you describe Jessica and Ashley, I could totally see that, though, just for the fact that if you're the more unsure one of the two, you're probably going to let the other lead. I, but, feel like, I feel like Ashley does have her moments, though. Yeah. Yeah. When she wants to get snarky. Yeah. When she's, when she's, when she's irritated, maybe, I feel. Yeah. Another question we had was, in the Jessie fandom, are there any headcanons that you all agree on? Ooh, I think... <sighs> I think all of us, well, mostly all of us agree that Ashley is a lesbian, Jessica's pansexual. I haven't really seen any debate around that. And I think a lot of us agree that Jessica is a Hufflepuff, Ashley is a Ravenclaw. I have seen some Gryffindor headcanning. And I did I did ask Kelly and Shelley, and Shelley did a naughty response and was like, whatever house Jessica is in with a winky face. So that's just <laughs> Shelley. That's just Shelley being Shelley. But because we have so much creative freedom, it is a variety of opinions. So there's not a lot we agree on, but it doesn't mean that our headcanons like clash they can work together but there's nothing to say that any of the headcanons are not true and though they're not always the same that's the beauty of Jessly. that's what makes it a great ship yes i mean it just allows people's like creativity to like really run with it yeah and we also had the question did they ever use getting mixed up to their advantage you know, I've never actually thought about this until I saw you sent me the question. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like this would make a really, really good one shot that I think about it. I, I bet I bet their professors or, or their classmates would get them mixed up as well. So I think they could probably do that like swapsies where one goes to the other person's classes without <laughs> anyone noticing. Uh, I, I bet that has happened at some point. Like if Ashley was too ill, because she strikes me as the person who will not miss a single class. Like she has to be on top, on top of things. So she'll ask Jessica reluctantly to go and take some notes of Jessica's not great at paying attention anyway so she'll get some like weird scribbles on a piece of paper but yeah no that is a very very good idea I never thought about that before before today so I, whoever you are that is a very very good idea I you know what like now that you've mentioned it this would be hilarious as a story I've never seen like, this either I need to get okay either me or someone else needs to get on it because you could just imagine especially if the Bellas can't tell them apart 
and they could just have a lot of fun just like messing with them (laughs) (laughs) the most i've ever written about them like messing with the bellas is uh, i wrote a fan fiction where they they kind of prank them it's like a big idea ashley like conjures up where they're going to put a huge prank on them and they're going to find out that it's Jessica and Ashley and they're finally going to notice them. So there's like this party and they set the chocolate fountain off and it goes everywhere. And still, like Jessica and Ashley is standing right by the chocolate fountain and they go, who was that? Wait, who, who was that? And they're like, are you kidding me? We, <laughs> that's the that's, that's the most I've gone to about them, like making, like, you know, making fun of the Bellas. But that that is a very good idea. I wish I thought of it before. Yeah. <laughs> somebody do it it's yeah it would be great going along with that as well how do you tell them apart for those who don't really know i mean come on because i mean i wouldn't say how do you tell them apart they look very different <laughs> you say that but it's not necessarily explicitly said which one is which oh i suppose oh yeah it is i suppose until i kind of dove into a bit more i think if you're if you're just like a little bit of a fan and not like a huge fan it can uh, it can be a little bit confusing when both of them are like i'm jessica or whatever <laughs> in in this i remember watching the second movie and then being like which one is which like <laughs> so for those who are listening who maybe don't know <laughs> jessica is the blonde one ashley is the brunette there we, there we go, go. <laughs> uh, I mean, that is the first question i ask someone when they say oh i love pitch perfect they go okay well which one's jessica which one's ashley and they'll just look at me like, <laughs> like well, you're not a fan then, are you? <laughs> I love that that is like a good screening question. I'd never <laughs> thought of this. That is a great question. See, clearly, yeah, this is the test. Can you tell Jessica and Ashley apart? That is a good point because I recently did a Pitch Perfect quiz mm. and then I went online to just see if there were other Pitch Perfect quizzes and I put one up on our Tumblr and a lot of people got the Jessica and Ashley question wrong when it what? asked you which one was which. And it was like, <laughs> oh, now that is just offensive. I'm embarrassed <laughs> all of you. So clearly, oh. you know, people need to know which is which from Jessica and Ashley. We just I don't pay you've attention. We've been doing this whole podcast <laughs> and haven't even stated which one is which. When people, well, you've been talking about all this stuff and some people might just be sat there like, which one's which? So yeah. That is very sad, though. People are still getting that wrong. People still get them mixed up. One of the things I think is really interesting with Jessica and Ashley, obviously Pitch Perfect is about singing and Mm. both Shelley and Kelly are fantastic singers. I mean, Kelly especially, you you know, know, especially when the Love on Top video came out, I mean, you could not deny how good she was. And there's like, you know, some of the Pitch Perfect 3 songs and stuff, you can just hear Kelly's voice. Does some of that come into the head cannons as well? In oh, into the head cannons, into how they're good singers. Oh, I, you know what? I had never really considered that. I do have one head cannon though that I had before Pitch Perfect Three came out. I thought that maybe because I saw in the trailer when Jessica gets that high note uh, when she's in the middle of the circle and spinning around her, I thought there'd be a sort of moment where the Bellas are like talking about discussing who's going to get what, which part. And Becca goes, oh, Jessica, we wanted to give you this part. And then it's just like this moment where Jessica's like giddy with glee and Ashley's just looking so proud. And it's just a very, very cute moment. But I hadn't really incorporated a lot about their singing into my head cannons, though. I kind of always separated the singing with so Kelly and Shelley and then Jessica and Ashley is like separate. I feel bad now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't really ever thought about Jessica and Ashley as singers. Oh, 
I feel like it's more of like a past time thing, except for Jessica, because if she does end up becoming head of the choir at the school she teaches at, then that'll be her that'll be her thing. That's true. But, um I swear maybe it's more of like past time thing. I think especially for Ashley, I think because she can be quite well, I had Cam there as quite awkward and nervous and maybe more shy than the other Bellas. So <laughs> I do love it though, the fact that when it came to like the love on top video stuff, there was all this kind of, you know notice how talented Kelly was because like yes, you just oh, don't appreciate. really appreciate it. If you look at the comment section of Love on Top, half of the comments on YouTube are just, whoa my gosh, Jessica Jessica can sing. And I'm like, yes, you just noticed. Gosh. And even if you look at uh years ago, you look at the audition scene on YouTube as well, half the comments are, wow, Ashley, that girl singing with Cynthia Rhodes and that bit was really, really good. Because they, they they had those moments where they because they, they are phenomenal vocalists had those moments uh, where they got to sing for like maybe like 10 seconds and but then they're forgotten after that because they don't they don't continue they don't get solos often so they so deserved better and I wish people could have seen more of them I really really do because people have only just really started to notice I, I remember when um, I think uh, Universal first posted the the video for Love on Top I just replied with just Kelly's part and I was like stream and it got like 30,000 views and I was like yes <laughs> spending the Kelly agenda the love on top video was great because they all got like almost equal airtime, and so you got to pick out and see different ballads and appreciate what they added to the group. Mm-mm. Whenever, oh gosh, whenever we, I, I always have to put love on top on in the car. <laughs> and I just like wait, 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 wait for it, wait for it. Sing it, Kelly. Sing it, Kelly. <laughs> Get to that part. I'm like, yes, yes. I feel so much. I feel so much pride. I feel like I did it. They're my children, they're my parents. I don't even know. They're my family, Jessica and Ashley. I don't even know. Kelly and Shelley. I don't know. But I just feel so much pride. As you should. Yeah, I should. (laughs) (laughs) And the lovely thing is, is that they are doing so many creative things outside of the Pitch Perfect now. And Mm. I love the fact that, like you've mentioned, Kelly has a whole kind of, what would you say, a group or following that, has so that she really supports this is my plug kelly jacob patreon community so guys i think you all should join it you can join for just one dollar a month and uh you zoom calls with kelly get to know her get to her music it's a lot of fun and it's so it is a little community as well so we're all friends we're all really close for her birthday we all uh, put this birthday video together for her Last Christmas, we all put this Christmas box together for her with all our messages. Like, it's just, it's a really nice community. And you get to become really close to Kelly and close with loads of Pitch Perfect fans and just Kelly fans in general. Uh, yeah, no, so Kelly, uh, Kelly's doing a lot at the moment. I know that. She's just moved to Texas and she's, I don't know if you've listened to Robin Alice, her and Haughty, who was in Whiskey Shivers, who were in the Pitch Perfect 3, you know, the guys with the guitars, the sort of country guys. They have a little uh, duo and they released an album about two years ago banging songs really really good and i really missed them but because of uh, where they live kelly in california him in texas they couldn't continue making music but now she's moved they're doing concerts again they're making music again i'm very excited for that i think that's the thing because like i'll often see on her instagram the fact that she's done some music or something but you've got to be part of the patreon community to like hear yeah, it or yeah, like yeah. get the download and it's like they it's, it's kind of weird though I started frog hat trend there I, I suddenly was like oh, we all need to wear frog hats and I sent one to Kelly and then she was wearing it on the next Zoom call 
<laughs> she looks amazing. Great. She's great. <laughs> it's great though that she's so open to having this little community and that you can like get to see where she's going to with her music and stuff and, and everything yeah. that she's doing. Like I really appreciate it because she's also very emotionally vulnerable in, in some of her videos as well. She does like her music and she also gives her like behind the scenes videos where she explains songs, like once she's written, like what the lyrics mean. And as a fan of her, it means a lot that she's comfortable enough with us to be able to share these things. And yeah, it's, it's, a, very, it's a very invaluable experience being part of her Patreon community. So yes, I cannot recommend it enough, listeners. <laughs> I love how as well, like you've got that side of things. And then Shelly's literally like posting her little video rants on Instagram and just Shelley's like going off. Shelly is Shelly. Like uh, she's kind of the opposite of how I see Ashley. She's the energetic one. She's just, wow. She always has so much energy and she always has something to say. Something funny. She's really funny as well. She's always a laugh. I loved it when she was doing little bits on uh, was it John Krasowski's like good news thing and doing like these reports and I was like when how did she end up on that like it's amazing (laughs) and she has a lot of confidence as well she's a very confident person I love that about her as well yeah I think we don't always appreciate what she's done because she does a lot of stage acting and so you don't necessarily get to see it but she's you know doing a lot there yeah, she's done a lot of things on stage. Like I mentioned earlier, um, Jennifer's Body. She was amazing in that. But no, I remember when she was part of um, D Capella, Disney Acapella. I remember that. I was so sad when she left. I loved their songs. <laughs> um, I haven't listened to them since she left. Oops. She does do more on stage things. She doesn't do as much TV, film. So we don't get to see her as much on screen, which is sad. She should do more because <laughs> I don't get to see her. So with Jessie then, what would you love to see happen with Jessie in general or in the fandom? Well, I want it to continue. I hope it lives on. I, I'm, an, I, I'm an adult now. You know, Pitch Perfect has been my entire adolescence, pretty much. I don't know how long I'll stay in the fandom, how many more years I've got, because, you know, I don't want to turn into one of the grannies. <laughs> old people in the fandom. Because I've been, gosh, it must, it's been almost, almost five years now. I've wow. Been, yeah, sailing the gesture, it's been a long time, long, long time. Um, but as you know, there are people coming through and and in fact, yeah, most of the pitch perfect fandom now is younger than me. So I have no doubt that people are gonna keep watching the films and um people will be fans of Jess Lee, fans of Bukori. It's been four years since the last film, pretty much almost. And there's still fans now. There's still loads coming through. We had a dry patch in 2019. I remember that. That was a bit boring. But there's <laughs> new ones coming through. And yeah, if there was a picture of it four, for example, that that's a big if. But that would be you know, a different story that would bring a lot of new fans in and it would bring in a lot of new possibilities. But if there isn't a Pitch Perfect 4, which I, I, I don't want to be a pessimist, but I feel at this stage, probably not, unless someone other than Universal decides to make a story. But I, I still feel like, yes, it, it will live on 100%. I love that. And, and also just, you, you're there going on for about the fact that, you know, what this was your adolescence. Pitch Perfect 1 came out when I was in uni. Like, 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 I wasn't like, I didn't have this in my adolescence. So I'm just continuing on now. It's all great. No, it's been my, it's been my entire teenage years. I was 13 when I watched the first one. I am now 18. All my teenage years. Amazing. (laughs) Part of me kind of wishes I had 
well, if I was older or I had watched later on, because some of the stuff I came out with as a teenager on like Tumblr and Instagram, gosh, I cringe at the site. <laughs> I, wish, I wish I could go and delete it all, but I'd feel bad because it is sort of like, that's all the history of Jess Lee on the internet. So I don't want to delete it. But I do cringe sometimes, gosh. <laughs> be thankful, Kelly. Be thankful that you're older. <laughs> Just think, you know, at least... You know, if you get into fandom later, it's okay. You can just be old like me. <laughs> or, or you can be a young one. It's all good. <laughs> Everyone's welcome. Everyone's welcome. Of course, yeah. <laughs> so big question then as we're kind of rounding off Justly. I've really enjoyed kind of really getting into them today. It's been really fantastic. Did they deserve better? A hundred percent. Is that even a question? <laughs> How? Oh my gosh. The, look, it's just the way they put in as much effort as any of the other Bellas, you know, and they were tr- they were treated like they didn't even exist. Just rubs me up the wrong way. Just grinds my gears. It has been years, and they, they got you know bigger singing parts in Pitch Perfect three, slightly, I suppose. And you know, but as I said, Shelley and Kelly are amazing sing- singers, and it's not just the fact that Jessica Nash deserve better. I think they deserve better as as performers, as actors. As I say, like. You go on YouTube, you look at some of the clips, people are commenting, wow, they can really, really sing. And I just wish, wish they'd had more moments, wish they'd had more time, wish they'd had a time to shine, to show the world how amazing they are as performers. At least in the third film, I thought, at least, at least. Give them their last moment. Last film, give them a moment. Last call pictures, in the moment? No, I didn't. But uh, yes, they deserve better. And I will continue fighting that fight until everyone knows. <laughs> that yes. they- of the world justice for justly justice for justly (laughs) (laughs) well thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today it's been very fun if uh people wanted to check out any of your stuff or connect with you where can they do that uh so i mentioned my twitter which is at kelly jacob but the second l in kelly is a capital i I know I have to have a really complicated Twitter username. Uh, or you can see me on Instagram, which is at Nelly the Elegant. Not elegant. Okay. Like it, yeah. And I'm not giving my Wattpad. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say you have an AO3 as well? Yes, I do have an AO3. My good stuff's on there. That's literally been here the whole time. So very easy to remember. That is literally, like, she's not saying it's been there the whole time. It's literally called. Literally. The whole time. The whole time. Yes. <laughs> Lovey, thank you so much. No, it's been great. Thank you for having me. Taking a look at our fan fiction highlights for this week. Starting off with a story that I just kind of like gushed over a little bit. It's called Love Isn't What I Thought It Was by Becca's Belt. This is available on AO3 and the summary says Becca is struggling to make rent and needs a roommate. Aubrey's friend Chloe just so happens to need a place to live. Becca definitely, totally, doesn't fall in love with her. It's got all the hallmarks of just like a great roommate story. And it kind of all centres around Becca. This is a one shot and it's very manageable. And it just kind of like, I loved the fact that it centred around Becca and the established friendship that she had with Stacey and with Aubrey to some extent as well. And how it all kind of laid out where Becca was at, whether she's, you know, not the most outgoing person, dating Jessie, but like what's going on all there or needing a roommate, needing some extra cash and like 
how this all plays out and ends up that Aubrey happens to know someone who's looking for an apartment, hence connecting her with Chloe. And one thing I absolutely loved about the story was just the moments that kept reoccurring of just Becca having this kind of cluelessness or just going with the flow of things, things just kind of playing out, whether it was Chloe just turning up the apartment when they had been agreed that she was going to be the roommate. Like, Becca didn't even know she was pitching up on that day or whatever happened. Little awkward moments when she doesn't know how to, like, socially interact with Chloe and so she just retreats to her room all the time. And little moments like that. There's one where they're at a wedding and it just kind of flows as it flows. And it was just like, oh, my word. I mean, Becky, you're a bit clueless, but I also love you for it. It's so good. I also loved as well that it wasn't like really pushy or full on. It was quite refreshing, especially like Chloe. She seems to read Becca really well. And I'm not sure necessarily kind of how Chloe felt about everything, but I loved just how sensitive she was. She kind of gets this idea that it was very easy to spook Becca, especially if she doesn't know someone. And Chloe got this great earnestness that she wants to know Becca and she wants to, like, be her best bud or whatever. And also, like, you get little moments when you think, I think Chloe likes her too, but she doesn't want to act on it or she doesn't know how to act. And it just kind of naturally flows. And I loved... There's a really cute moment later on in the story where it just flows so well from friendship into anything more and it was just like you know this felt so natural to the way that these characters had been played out and how they naturally fall in line with whatever's happening in their lives and just the interest that both of them take in each other and just the the natural progression of it it was so cute I'm, I'm just all here for it the next story is called Sexually Confused by Bechloe Child. This is available on AO3 and the summary says, What if Chloe walked in on Becca talking to Emily about how she feels for Chloe? This is kind of set in around Pitch Perfect 3. We've got Becca and Emily. I loved how Becca kind of builds up this really close friendship with Emily and I can totally see that happening. And I think... That it's just it's so endearing to see a little bit of Becca and Emily friendship there and also just like Becca taking Emily under her wing and kind of being that one to maybe guide Emily in her future a little bit often we kind of see Chloe taking that role but like the protectiveness of Becca is often something that I quite enjoy reading but then seeing that manifested in like hey I'm going to prepare you for the future of being the future Bella's captain or whatever it is. It was just so cute. You know, Emily's obviously got her own concerns and I think Emily having that vulnerability with Becca allows Becca then to feel like she can be vulnerable back. And so you get this lovely moment when Becca opens up to Emily and it almost feels like it's something that's been on Becca's mind for so long and just mulling over that she needed to get it out and it wasn't just going to be coming out to anybody it had to be somebody she really trusted and the fact that clearly Becca and Emily had gotten to a position in their friendship where she feels confident or close enough to Emily to be able to open up to her was just so endearing 
And of course, with Emily, I think you get the childlike wonder that comes with Emily Junk. But also we often forget that actually Emily's like really sensible. She often has the best advice, whether or not the Bellas want to take that on board. And so I could totally see Emily taking on this role in Becca's life. It just fitted so well. And then obviously you then have what happens outside of that with Chloe accidentally overhearing things. And it's always intriguing with the moment like this because you're kind of like, oh, should she say something? Should she not? And like, what would happen if you had walked in on a situation where something similar happened to you? But one of the things that really connected me with this story was just the respect that Chloe had. And that's kind of manifested later on in the fic and near the end with wanting things all to be done right and how it all played out maybe in the future after what happens in the fic and I was just like oh that's so Chloe so good and the final story is I'm the only one of me by KB0821 this is available on AO3 and the summary says Becca knew better than to ask her friends what the lead girl's name is with Google's help, she found out that the name of the second distant most beautiful girl in the world is Brittany Snow. Or, it's a movie night with the girls and Becca wasn't expecting to be captivated with the lead star of Prom Night and her wife isn't going to let Becca get away with it. Now, I always find stories when they kind of cross the wall between fiction and reality really interesting and, like, Sometimes my brain can kind of really get into it and other times it can't because it, it just feels like you're breaking that wall a little bit. So I was kind of interested with this one of how this was going to play out. And I actually really enjoyed this story just for the playfulness of the whole thing because it is literally like a movie night with uh, Becca, Stacey and Amy and Becca is totally like not into it. She's not into movies and this whole thing plays out as it is and as you expect Becca's just trying to get through a movie night on her phone whatever it is and of course she then just gets captivated by the screen and who Britney Snow is I think the choice of prom night was also a great movie to choose I haven't watched it myself but I do know that it's a horror movie and the idea of Becca kind of getting a celebrity crush and it being someone who you're then watching kind of potentially die in a movie and getting quite emotionally invested in it it allows for like a little bit of hilarity and like how you react and everything else because you obviously you don't want to see them get mauled to death or stabbed or whatever it is but this allows for all these crazy reactions to come out and like you feel a little bit sorry for Becca because obviously she's just like, something's caught her eye. Not that, you know, her eye is wandering. It's just, you know, oh, this person is well pretty. And <laughs> Loki not wanting anybody to know because you can guarantee if Stacey and Amy know, like, she'll never hear the end of it. But also, how do you not react when you're watching the movie and this person could die at any point? So, like, all of these hilarious things are happening. And of course, as it says in the summary, the stuff's gonna come out. I mean, it's Becca. It's a hilarious situation. You know. You know it was gonna come out at some point. So, watching how it plays out from that point is just, like, really fun. 
you got to see a little bit of like the different relationships and I loved the fact that like Becca and Chloe seem to have this like fun banter between them and it leads itself really well into this situation and there's also like references to other movies other actresses and it all just like works so well so I well enjoyed it those are our highlighted fix for this week thank you so much for listening and of course if you want to keep up to date with the podcast we are on tumblr instagram facebook and twitter at pitch that pod and of course if you have any wonderful justly thoughts i would love to hear from you i'll see you next time pitches